Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, Pastor Dominic Romali here on Street Talk Theology. Just um, thanking you for listening uh, this morning, this afternoon. It's this morning for me. It's probably afternoon for you on a Saturday. But I, I have a lot to say today. I do have a special guest, and we don't know if this is going to be two parts or one part. But it's a, it's a, it's a poignant story, and I think it's it's important that um, I just want to start off like this. Now, if you want to reach me, obviously you know Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Um, give me a drop me an email. I'll try my best to answer as quickly as possible. But let me start this show with just an overview, so to speak. So I want to I want to read this to you, if I may. So this says written March 23rd, 2011. So I'll just put that up in the air. And this is what this this paper I have here says. She overheard the doctor tell the nurse, it is so sad that one who doesn't want to be pregnant is, and the one who wants to be pregnant isn't. She's a beautiful 26-year-old, Long, dark, brunette hair, blue eyes, great figure, and startling smile. She's also a mom of three boys, ages seven, five, and four. Her husband, a good-looking Indian Mexican man. The future father is not a husband. What to do? Obviously, can't talk to a husband for advice. Parents? No, they wouldn't understand and would be, oh, so disappointed again in her especially with her Judeo-Christian values, which she actually believed in as well. But was it belief of mind and action? Tell the father, no. Which one is it anyway? Not sure. She told the doctor she did not want to continue the pregnancy. She set the procedure up for December 5th, 1977. He called it a DNC, but she knew it was an abortion. Don't think about it. She became emotionally numb. Go through the motions of life, mothering, working, cooking, cleaning. Her husband was going through his own issues, unbeknownst to her. He had heart issues, which were were stress-related. The night of December 4th, a nurse came by her room, pulled up a chair, held her hand, and confessed that she recently had a DNC. But the patient wasn't able to talk about it, and the nurse had to get back to work. In the operating room, she was wide awake. Only a local anesthesia was given. The room was very cold. She shivered. But there was an extremely bright light just past her feet. The silence was deafening. Only she and the doctor, no words were spoken. No, are you comfortable? Are you okay? For years after that, she imagined the silent scream as the child was no more. How had it come to this? Murder? She wouldn't for many years even think about it at all much less try to comprehend the enormity of the action she took that day. She was young and physically healed quickly. She was back to work within a couple of days, also taking care of those sons and her husband. The scars, emotional scars, 
They were buried deep, but never forgotten. With me today here is Glenda Weddle. Uh, Glenda Weddle is a sister of mine. She's also a, um, a congregant here in Desert Sky Baptist Church. She, um, Mrs. Weddle, is the treasurer of the church. She's also the co-director of the SOS, the Sisters of Strength Group. <sighs> Mrs. Weddle, Glenda, say hello to our audience uh, this morning. Um, good morning. Um, obviously, that story I read, Miss Glenda, um, are you familiar with that story? Absolutely. That is my story. And this is the first time that I'm actually telling it. And I'm almost 70 years old. You know, I, I, I think about we, we think about testimonies in the church and, and, and um, I've been working side by side with Miss Glenda now um, for about five years, right, Glenda? Four and a half, yes, five years? That's about right. Yes. So um, if she hasn't pulled her hair out by now and working with me, <laughs> I, I think we want to commend her for that. So, Glenda, I so there was a lot said, and that was obviously you wrote that. I just read it. But this is this is my plight this morning. Let's talk about a forgiving God. I, I want to I want to know. Um, I want to know. This is the first time really telling this story and you're 70 years old. How old? Let me see. Go back to my notes here. You were 26 years old. So where have you come from there? Where are you at now? I know that's a lot, but we want to hear we I want to hear that. Um, I think. What I would like for people to know is that I had an experience with God at 12 years old. I was raised in church. I had a very uh, good upbringing. But when I left home, I uh, was quite a rebellious person. I never was that way before I left home. But after, I kind of went crazy and did my own thing. And um, I just can't see you as rebellious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she's a little feisty, Oglinda. God has worked a good work, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, anyway, um, a lot has happened in my life, an awful lot. But uh, of all things, God brought me to Eloy in, when I was in my late 30s, early 40s, connected with a church there. I always knew I was should be in church, but um, in a past life, we traveled a great deal, and it's hard when you move place to place all the time to connect with a congregation, um, which has taught me a lesson to always try to be open to people um, when they come to visit, because you don't know yeah. what's going on with that person. And, and if I'm not mistaken, if I remember, you did get saved in a, was it VBS? Uh, in vacation Bible school. Absolutely. She loves her vacation <laughs> Bible school. It's important for kids to hear the word. That's my total belief. Yeah, without yeah. that. So let's get, so let's, let's bring, bring us up to speed to hear. Um, okay. I'm going to let you go. Go. Um, I I think the message that I have at this point in my life is that even if you're a Christian, you can sin and sin gravely. It's not what we want to do, 
Um, I, I think about Paul when he said, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things Romans that I seven, want to yeah. do. Yeah, I read that this morning. Yeah. So um, so you're saying Christians make bad choices. Absolutely. You sure? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we're afraid to admit it because we're afraid of what other people are going to think of us. And yeah. I have to say, that's part of why I haven't told this story before. It's very emotional. It's very heart rendering to admit that I've done something wrong that I knew was wrong and I know was wrong. But God, God is gracious. He's a merciful God, isn't he, and Glenda? And forgiving, yes. And forgiving. And, and you know something I, I think about, we talk about, I think we mentioned it yesterday in yesterday's service when we were connecting the songs. We said God's a holy God. We know that. But he's got this amazing grace that allows someone like you, like me, from my background, and, and even this story, to come on here and tell people what a great God we serve. I don't know how we even survive without God. I don't. You know, when I think about it, I, 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 you, you know what I usually do, and I, I, I don't want to give my, my tips out. What I usually do when I do a, uh, an interview with someone is I want to know what they want to speak about. And, and one of the things I was looking at some of Glinda's notes here is about, you know, uh, lepers. And, and I think that, you know, so the leper story is an interesting story, Glinda. So here's where I'm going to tie it up to Glinda. And, you know, we don't rehearse street talk theology. That's why we're just street talkers. But 10 lepers were healed, right, Glinda? Mm -hmm. But only one came back. And you know what? Glinda's the leper that came back to tell her story. Can I say, you know, 10, you know, Christ, what did Jesus say? Where's the other nine? But you know what? You came back to tell your story. You was a leper that came back to tell your story. So tell your story. Um, I just want people to know how gracious and forgiving our God is and how thankful I am for that forgiveness. Um, Life is hard enough without carrying the baggage of, of sin. Let, we need to learn to let it go. Amen. And don't worry what fellow man thinks about it. We need to worry about what God thinks about it. And sometimes that's a really hard thing because, you know, we see people every day. Um, um, and, and our God, although we know and are aware he is here, we don't see him. And I think that makes it difficult because most of us are such visual people. Um, And I think about that a lot when we're teaching kids. Um, We have to think about how we teach because people are visual. We have to give them a story. We have to let their minds, I see it. How and so how do we visualize God? You know, we think about his creation. Mm. We see his handiwork. But visualizing is challenging, but he created us. So he knew that was going to be a challenge. Yes. You know something? I I go to this verse and I I, I don't do it as a cliche, but I think if I want to, can I encourage you? Is that okay? I want to encourage you. I, I really do. I, you know, Glinda's a, a blessing to this church. I mean, her and my wife, I mean, they are best of friends. You love Rachel. You love Miss Rachel, right? She's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's her Miss Rachel, right? Um, But I want to encourage Glinda with this verse. And I know that we know this verse 
and this is in Colossians, it says, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has Christ taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Her sin have been nailed to that cross. Your sin, you, you repent of your sin, but that sin in God's mind was nailed to the cross before the foundations of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I want to encourage you as not only your pastor, but as your brother in Christ and as your pastor, that that sin was nailed to the cross. But I think that by you coming and speaking about it today, you give God glory because you know that that was nailed to the cross. Amen. Those sins, past, present, and, and future. future. Which is mind-boggling. Oh, so we're going to sin in the future then, huh? Um, unfortunately, I believe that is correct. <laughs> we may we may think it's a little white sin, a yeah. light one, not a heavy one, right? But sin is sin in God's yeah. eyes. And I think that's a great point in the book of Revelation. We have, you know, we, we speak about you got lying and murder in the same category. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, and, and you know, when we do street talk theology, we, we start out somewhere, but we will get anywhere. But I, you know, the thing is, if you lie uh, to somebody, yes, you're not going to go to prison, but in God's eyes, that's, that's a sin against God. I mean, if you uh, commit murder or rob a bank, you're going to, you're going to pay a price, um, you know, here in society, but in God's eyes, it's a sin against the Holy God. Um, I was looking at some of your notes. We talk about the leper, um, but I want to talk about in my own life, you know, uh, just a little bit Onesimus, mm-hmm. I, right? I mean, Onesimus is a perfect example of someone who we don't exactly know. Did he? Did he? Did he rob from Philemon? Did, but but Onesimus was a one was one person that found grace when he met Paul. So when you mention Onesimus, talk to me about Onesimus. Um. I don't know if I can speak to Onesimus directly, but I believe that it's a lesson to the church to always be open to forgive people. When people are repentant and acknowledge their sin and get right with God, the church or other other Christians really have no right not to accept that person. And I think we tend he who throws the first stone right i mean exactly yeah i mean we tend to not want that sin we don't want that sin that on us right and and so we tend to shy away from people um who are open about the things that they have not done well so you think about somebody like Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons possessed, and I'm sure there was people, um, we think about people like Rahab, who was, you know, ran a, 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 a brothel and, and things. But you think about um, people that have come, you know, from one side to the other. So now think about this, uh, Glinda, for a second, because we want to be, encar- I mean, you want to be an encouragement to somebody. This Absolutely. story is not, you know, God, you have dealt with this with the Lord and, and obviously and, and dealt with it here in Street Talk Theology. But at the end of the day, I want you to speak to somebody who may be thinking about this or going through it, have went through it. So God is 
you know, so for me, I can speak to prisoners, people that have come out of prison and things like that. I have that going for me. But this is a very um, not unique, but this is something maybe somebody's listening and, and maybe you need to encourage them. Linda's a thinker. She doesn't, doesn't quickly <laughs> speak. So that's why they got me here. Um, well, for my own self, I obviously wish it had never happened. Um, so the thing that I look back upon, I wish that I would have had someone to come alongside me and understand that I couldn't talk right now, but that I actually needed somebody to talk right now. Yeah. Maybe I just needed to listen. Um, I would like to encourage, I, I would be willing to be that listener. I would like to encourage anyone. Don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of talking it out. Don't be afraid of saying, look, this is what I'm thinking about. And I may or may not know what's right or wrong. You know, I might mm. be so numb. I can't even figure that out for myself. Go to a trusted person, a Christian trusted person, and talk it out. They won't be judgmental of you because you're trying to be totally honest and figure out where you stand and also where God stands. And a lot of times we know where God stands on the issue and we still struggle with the issue. You would beat ourselves up. Hey, Glenda, can I... Um I'll, can I, I'm, I'm going to mention it if it's okay with you. Can I give my email? And if somebody wants to just drop me an email to get it to you. Absolutely. Um, and then I will, I, I don't need to do it on the air, but if they wanted to get it, in other words, they can uh, write Pastor Grimaldi a Gmail. And if somebody wants to personally get in touch with you, would that be okay with you? I, I would absolutely love that. Yes. You know, cause this is, so this is what we call in desert sky Baptist church, putting skin in the game, right? Because at the end of the day, we can sit here and Glinda can tell you her story and I can tell you my story. But at the end of the day, at Desert Sky Baptist Church, we put skin in the game. So if Linda's going to come here and tell a story that she knows God has forgiven us and she's repented of this, she wants to be able to help other people. Am I right, Linda? Yes, absolutely. That's what makes um, it worth telling is to be able to help others. And, and I think and I think one of the words here, I'm looking at some of your words, um, you were saying if it's not too random. No, not at all. I, I want you to talk about, um, we spoke about grace. We spoke about forgiveness. Obviously, there's a healing process. But more than that, you've been restored. Mm. Restoration. I mean, you're, listen, in your mind, you was a prodigal. Right. Yes, Would know. Yes. Right. You were, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, you know, you think about if I, I'm reading this, you know, paper. And at that time, you're 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 no different than the prodigal son. And here you are. You come home and the father had his arms open. You were restored. Talk to me about that. Um, yeah, being far, far away from God is a very uncomfortable place to be. Um, and it's. I think part of what happens is that we can't forgive ourselves and therefore the restoration takes a process because God's willing like right now to restore us back. But for some reason, we as people seem to have to have 
this uh, long process of growth to be able to come to an understanding that we are forgiven, that God is gracious, that God wants us restored to be in a right fellowship with him and live in happiness and peace and uh, joy and all of those things that are um, fruits of his spirit. Praise the Lord. I really like this conversation. So we have about five or six minutes left. So now I want to fast forward. Like I said, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, anybody wants to get in touch with Glinda um, concerning that situation, but any situation, because we have a group in here called Sisters of Strength. Um, they pick on me a lot, but that's a story for another day. I think they love me though, right, Glenda? Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's not going to say that on the air, right? Because, uh, um, but Glenda, so somebody might get in touch with you, but getting in touch with you, uh, you know, and talk to you, but tell us about Sisters of Strength, um, because obviously you are a sister of strength by God's grace, not in your own strength, but by God's grace. But tell us about Sisters of Strength, that you are a co-director with Jan Gettner. We had Jan on here before, but... Um... Sisters of Strength, I believe, is a community of women. We have struggles and we talk about them amongst one another and it stays within our little group. You don't talk about the pastor, do you? Uh, no, not too much. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I myself too <laughs> but we um, share our burdens. We share our praises. We learn more about God um, together. But, you know, sometimes we have a struggle in our life that we just need to um, unburden ourselves Amen. and speak with, as a woman, we like to speak with other Christian women. And this is a awesome place um, to do that. Non-judgmental, uh, open to everyone, but yet um, a community that says we're not going to talk about one another outside of this. It's a safe church. place. It is a it's safe, a safe place. place. And I think, I, I think, and, and the thing is, church needs to be a safe place. Oh, my goodness, uh, yes. I mean, where else do we go? And 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 Sisters of Strength are a, a part of the, you know, the church. They, you know, I interact with them. They, they, they go by the church structure. They're not, they, they, but they are a caring group. Um, Linda, before we close, um, I know that you're going through something right now, obviously, with, with your husband and stuff like that. That hasn't been easy. And and just kind of a um, couple of two minutes, just kind of say what's happening with Lewis now and, and how we can pray for him and uh, maybe lift him up as as as. Well, let you just go from there. Um, and we love Lewis. Yeah. Um, a little over two weeks ago, my husband had a stroke. He had a large brain bleed, and he has he was in the emergency room, then the ICU, and when he got where he, the doctor said he was stable, um, he was told that he was lucky that he survived. Most people that experience what he experienced do not survive. 
So then he went into, uh, was in the regular hospital for a while. Currently he's in rehab. But what I want and ask people to pray about is Lewis is not a Christian. And we, uh, I believe in prayer. I believe that everyone that has prayed for him across (laughs) this country when that first happened, that he is only alive by the grace of God and prayers from his people. And I truly believe that those prayers of the people will um, enable Lewis to accept Jesus as his savior. And that's Glenda's heart. And and Lewis is a a fine man. Obviously he's, you know, come to the church. And, and, and so in these last minutes of street talk theology for today, you, you, you heard a story about the grace of God. And now through that grace and through that forgiveness that my sister has, has had, she's now wanting to ask for that same grace for a husband. Yeah whom she loves and serves, you know, and, and, and knows that the, maybe it's the believing wife, like Paul said, that would bring the uh, believing to, uh, to have the non-believing husband uh, become one of God's people. So with that being said, this has been, thank you, Miss Glenda for sharing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we love you. And, and she's a, a blessing to me and the church, and, and please, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, anybody going through anything like this, I know Miss Glinda would be, yes. be available. Um, so, again, coming to you from Desert Sky Baptist Church, we love you guys. Until next time, this is Street Talk Theology and Pastor Dominic Grimaldi in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.